0: back to another ESL podcast. I am so grateful for all of you out there, especially the newcomers and sechiles. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm not sure if the E is pronounced the E or is it Secheles? It's probably Cechulis. But anyways, man, I am so excited to see all these new people. Who are coming on to my podcast, especially France, Russia, Poland. You guys are awesome. You guys are listening. Lithuania especially. Big shout out to you guys and you guys who continue to listen in, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So anyways, guys, now that my birthday is over, I am here to give you this next episode. Number 54, guys, developing vocabulary, compound nouns and adjectives related to science. So here we go. What I have on this blog before I even break everything down is questions one through eight. You have to match them to the definitions a through H. All right, but of course I will give a breakdown to all or a breakdown of each of these compound words or adjectives. So stay tuned for that. And then of course, in task two, you're going to match one through a and a through H. Which compound, of course, do do you use a hyphen? Is it a one word or is it two words? Right, So I'm looking forward to seeing some of your responses, of course, on my Instagram and see which ones can be paired together. All right, so stay tuned for that. And, of course, uh, the more the activities in terms of sentences, that will be available on my Patreon. All right, so that's basically the breakdown of the blog. And now let me get into some of these things. So let's first talk about number one, Outlook. So, of course, what is an outlook? An outlook could be uh, a forecast, which is, of course, another compound noun. And you know what? A forecast, a lot of people would just consider it to be a noun. But again, cast, you know, it could be forecast, uh, outcast, although that's like a group. But anyways, guys, with that being said, just hear me out here. So, an outlook could be a forecast of what's to come. So what is the outlook of Apple? Apple. Well, the outlook of Apple is actually very, very grim. Now, a lot of people, yes, like Patrick Bedeva, of Valuetainment, he said, oh my god, Apple has made 46 billion in subscriptions alone. Okay, fantastic. That is amazing. That's amazing. But I'm talking about the outlook in terms of what they are applying or they are implementing uh, that is innovative into their devices. If you look at the iPad Pro, that's probably has, that has improved more than the iPhone over the last 10 years. Now, iPhone 6 Plus is almost exactly like the rest. The facial recognition, Huawei, and every other device has that too. How does Apple stand out from the rest? They really don't. And this is why the Outlook uh, can be a little bit iffy if Apple doesn't get themselves together. Now, They came out with the Apple card. They're trying to endorse celebrities. That's not good enough. No one gives a damn. Only Americans give a damn about that. The world doesn't know Oprah Winfrey, unfortunately. Okay, Apple credit card, that fuels the addiction that Americans have to, of course, the slavery of debt, which is something that Napoleon Hill talked about a very long time ago. An uh, apple card is not going to do you any good either. That's going to put Americans more into debt, which they are addicted to because that's what they've been brought up on. So that's the outback. Now, drawback. This is your number two. A drawback is basically something that happens in your life that kind it's kind of like a setback. The drawbacks, to setbacks, those are synonymous. And, of course, yes, a setback is also the um, – what is it? It's a compound noun. So when we talk about drawbacks, a lot of people would say, okay, well, right now, currently, Arsenio, yes, me, I, I am looking out my condo window right now and I'm looking at just a traffic jam heading into the city. And you know, it's funny because I technically do live in the city, but I live two BTS SkyTrain stations away from the last stop. So what people do They literally live outside because, of course, the rent is less out there, and they drive all the way into the city. For someone to drive into the city, it makes zero sense. But, of course, the city, the authority, and the government, they do not provide adequate parking. At some of these SkyTrain stations, which they do in Australia. Every station in Australia has parking. A lot of people in Australia, Australians obviously, they park at this station and they commute into the city. Why? One, because parking per hour could range between 50 to 100 US dollars an hour in Sydney. All right, so that is financially impossible for people to pay that on an eight-hour span. Unless you, of course, are a millionaire, right? So... These people, I see these people just commuting into the city and I'm like, "Guys, you are just wasting 1 to 2 hours a day." I was speaking to some students yesterday at this wonderful company I teach at. And I was like, "Where do you guys live? Rakamhang." And Rakamhang this area is notorious for bad traffic. There's no public transportation systems that go through there, and if there are buses, they just sit in traffic for hours. And so, yes, now uh, 500 years later, they are building a train system, but that train system will not be done for another five to six years, right? They said 2023, but of course, knowing how this country does operate, it will be about 2024, 2025. I asked them, how long does it take for you to get home? They say one to two hours. I said, my goodness, you are wasting between two to four hours a day. That's 10 to a possible 20 hours a week. In commuting, when you can either just live here or figure out something else that you can do. I had another student. I said, hey, where do you live? He said "Nonthaburi." If you guys know where my location is from Nontaburi, there is no, there isn't a transportation system that goes to the area where he works from that area way outside. That area way outside Nonthaburi, yes, it is connected somewhat to the rest of the city. But if you get into the city, there's still no way that he can commute to work. So I say, how long does it take for you to get to work? He says, two hours. I say, my goodness. These are the drawbacks of the transportation system out here in Thailand. Yes, right outside that job that I'm talking about right now. They're building a monorail system. It's called the Yellow Line. But it will not be done for another probably four years in ter- but at the same time that, of course, the orange line, which goes into Rock'em Hang, won't be finished. These are the drawbacks of living in Bangkok. If you do not live on a BTS line, it is hell. If you look at the raining season right now, which I'm looking at right now, and it, is, it has just started here in Thailand, it is mon- it's a monstrosity. All right. It is a biblical. <laughs> it is a goddamn shame. You know why? Because on days that it should take very, very, like probably 30 minutes to get home, it would take an hour for me. Why? The traffic when it rains, the sewage and the, the draining system out here, of course, in Bangkok is a fallacy. It is a complete debacle. Okay. A debacle meaning it is a landslide of of biblical proportions. So – However, there is a SkyTrain system right above me on the street that I come home on, but it is not open. It won't be open until next year. So, yes, on a perfect day, I will be able to say, oh, it's raining. No problem. I'll just go to the SkyTrain system. From there, I'll have to connect at the station I'm looking at right now, take two stations to get to the other station, which would take only about, what, five to seven minutes. And then from there, just take about three and a half minutes to come to where I live right here. So again, it could take me a maximum of probably 40 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, depending on if I catch the train right off the back, depending on how many trains they have, which they have a ridiculous amount now that have just come in. So guys, these are the drawbacks. I love saying that. So the outcome, let's go into number three, outcome. That's the outcome of the situation. What was the outcome of the game last night? Well, the Warriors won 555 to Portland's 44, right? What was the outcome of the UEFA Champions League? There wasn't, or there hasn't been an outcome, or there wasn't, the, the game has not been played yet, okay? So, there it is, the outcome. I'm giving you guys different situations that people use it incorrectly and correctly. Going into number four, feedback. You know, it's very necessary to get feedback in terms of how you teach, now, I get imp- I used to get improper feedback from people who had no idea what they were talking or what they were teaching, and that type of feedback I do not like. However, I did get feedback from an IELTS examiner at one point. He has written a book, and he's out here in Thailand. I no longer do work with him, but um, he gave me proper feedback in terms of how I taught and this and that, and it was extremely useful. It was amazing, and so... That type of feedback is called constructive criticism. However, there is destructive criticism, meaning getting feedback from people you do not need to get feedback from. So that's what feedback is. Now, outset. Outset is a very interesting word because I actually had to look up this word. And I'm like, what is uh, outset mean? Well, you know what? That is the uh, the start of something, the beginning. That's it. A start, a beginning. That's what outset means. Now, outbreak. Now, remember, Dale Carnegie has talked about this. He talked about the mumps and uh, smallpox and there being other outbreaks, and you know what? It's crazy because – what is it? Robert Kiyosaki, he has talked about uh, outbreaks too. When he talked about a particular outbreak, like, you know, oh, my God, there's the flu outbreak. Everyone's going to go pump as much money as they can into the government. However, they could have used that money to avoid such a stupid, ridiculous thing that, of course, the media creates. And they could have invested it and made a fortune. So remember the Ebola outbreak. People were going crazy. Oh, my God, Ebola, we're all going to die. Only 1,000, 2,000 people die. How many people die of the flu every year? Millions. So if we're scared about anything, we should be scared about the flu. We should be scared about literally getting sick because that's an outbreak. Now, there are other outbreaks that are very, very minimal, but they're not even worth mentioning. So there it is. Like the swine flu. People went crazy. No, people should be going crazy of just getting sick every year, right? So, that's what outbreak means. Cutbacks. So, cutbacks. This happened in 2009. My mother got cut back. She actually got fired. She got laid off, is what they would say in a very uh, proper way. And my mother got, um, got laid off because they were having cutbacks because of the great financial crisis that happened. Of course, all due, in fact, because of Wall Street and the investment banks. Which ultimately hit the uh, the housing, you know, and all these other things. So again, it is a disaster. Um, that train is going really, really slow. Why is he going so slow? Anyways, that's weird. Uh, so I'm glad I'll take the train today. Anyways, yeah, So those are cutbacks. Cutbacks meaning you have to reduce the number of people at work or whatever. And crackdown. So the government out here uh, in Thailand, they have uh, they've set up campaigns to crack down on illegal foreigners. Now, it's funny because the foreigners that they are targeting are non-white, which is really, really weird. They target only the ones, of course, from ASEAN countries and African countries. So they've been going on nationwide crackdowns to find these particular people and to say, and bring them to justice, although they just throw them into an immigration jail for the rest of their life. Welcome to Thailand. So anyways, guys, there you go. There are Those are my eight explanations, of course, of... This specific podcast, in terms of compound nouns, again, you have task two, and then you can match all of those together. And then, if you guys want more activities, tune into my Patreon, which is a monthly subscription of ten dollars. If you guys just so care to actually contribute to what you are learning from me, so guys, thank you so so much for uh, tuning into this ESL podcast. I am your host. Arsenio as usual we got the international guest speaker adult coming up tomorrow morning and then followed by a wonderful ex-student of mine to come on to talk about film reviews we're gonna have some real good chats about that so guys stay tuned for that and as always I'm your host Arsenio as usual over and out.